Welcome everybody to uh, Voice of the International Community Experience, episode eight. We've got some special guests in the house. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll let Gome introduce the two of you, but welcome to the uh, number one podcast, well, migrant podcast in Australia. And today we're discussing uh, femininity. Yes, sir. And, and close up a little bit of the chat of masculinity from last week. Um, Gome, over to you to introduce our guest today. I'm still busy bopping to oh, the Oh, I know, man. Mm. It's just mm. slamming in it. Mm. We can keep no. going for, for an <laughs> hour or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, really excited today. We've got uh, Dr. Muza. Yeah, man. In the house. I've been looking forward to this one. I only like using doctor when I'm in migrant audiences. Yeah, uh, yeah. so here we are. <laughs> This is, this is that one such audience, so yes. yes. Welcome, Doctor. And we've got Ruby. Hi. Hey. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, femininity today. So, we thought, you know, it's going to be important to have some females. Yeah. Rather than Daniel and I sort of assuming and making assumptions as we do about women yeah. and, you know, what they're like. I'll be going on what, what I saw my sisters doing and how, that, how I thought their behaviour was and what they did and why they did what they did. But now we've got... Uh, the experts. Yeah. So oh, we have to stand for, like, how many billions of women in yes, the world. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't have shoulder braces <laughs> for the, the weight. The two of you are <laughs> representing... Yeah, about seven or eight billion people today. So, and so that's just we'll the let you guys introduce yourselves. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, who are you? What are you doing here? And what are you hoping to uh, say in terms of how you represent your people? You want to go first, Ruby? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the shyness of being a woman, right? You never want to like put your best foot forward. That's the whole thing about being feminine. Let others speak before you. No, it's entirely about being competitive. Oh, wow. In this modern world, right? You just want to hear what I'm going to say and have a better comeback or response to Right, okay. I'm glad um, we're here for this one. Man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So who am I? I am Musa Gondwe. I come from Malawi. Um, I maintain very strong relationships and connections with Malawi, um, even though Kenya is the country of my birth. Mm. I have been in Australia for 10, 10 years. Um, I still consider Australia the place that I stay, mm. not where I live. And I knew you were on the right side home. of the <laughs> Um, what is it that I come to say? I don't know. Femininity is a huge subject. So mm. I think you're just going to have to throw some questions. You're going to have to test your knowledge, um, mm. bust mm. some myths and misconceptions, Ooh. I think, is yes. hopefully what we aim to do. Hopefully. And, and I think everybody's got their own definition of femininity. I don't think we can just put one broad brush across. Like, the way I represent it will be different from Ruby, will be different from somebody else. Different so maybe from that's, me, definitely. I'll be curious, though, maybe after Ruby has spoken if you just want to give us what your main take-home points were for masculinity and maybe we can pick the conversation up conversation up from there but okay you, yeah, yeah yeah sure I like absolutely that. Mm. um yeah ruby um i haven't been in australia for as long as moza three years old in april oh fantastic yeah, so welcome to australia mate yeah Fresh from the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you came on a plane um, I'm Zimbabwean. Um, I'm a bit of a globe trotter, so I'm hoping to call Australia home mm. um, with the intent of I don't stay here, but I live here. And um, yeah, just normal around nice gal. Oh, oh she is. I can attest to that. That's very interesting that you you're not planning to live here, but stay. And Ruby's planning to live and yes. not stay. Ah, that's awesome. She is on the right side. You guys planted yourselves <laughs> on the right side of this desk. <laughs> See, I'm I'm so looking forward to moving back to Zambia. That's my like my ultimate dream is to move back and live on a farm oh. and, and do some farming and travel around Africa. Just enjoy the African sun 
and the fruit of the soil. Son of the soil. That's who I am. Yes. You know, I, you know, yeah, you can feel it. Can you? <laughs> you know, when I was young, uh, I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcasts, but you know, when, when, when I was little, we all we spent a lot of time on the farm. So as I got older, I started reverting to my younger self. I wanted to be an all the world person. I wanted to, you know, I was running away from my culture the whole time. And uh, as I got older, I started realizing that the reason for why I was semi-successful in what I was doing was based on my upbringing. Upbringing, yeah. So as I tapped into that more, I I started to find more joy in being who I was. So that was part of the identity we discussed. But yeah, masculine, uh, ungoni. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My dad was was uh, I don't. You're from Malawi, mm-hmm. right? So you, you are you aware of the Ngonis? The the the, the boom, tribe. Boom, boom, yeah, boom. yeah. <laughs> that, that, those but, are the yeah, but yeah. the Ngonis are just yeah. as we're descendants from there. So oh wait, same WhatsApp group. Same WhatsApp yeah, group. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, speaking of WhatsApp. Group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like it. Welcome. So tell us, you've listened to masculinity. What did you want to do with that? Did you want us to summarize it or do you guys want to tell us your take on it? Um, I think a little bit of both. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely would like your take um, because... It's My take, you mean. Thanks, appreciate well, it. Yeah. <laughs> whoever's, whoever's willing to walk up to the guillotine <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you, know, just, yeah. you know, just really sort of like uh, put us in the direction of the masculine experience, mm. particularly as African men in Australia, what what is what is that experience? And then maybe guide us through. And then can they juxtapose that with what you think the feminine experience is or the femininity of African women migrants in Australia? Mm. Yeah. Well, come on, you kick it off. So we tried to frame the context, the conversation around the context around feminism. Um, mm. If people didn't pick that up. So the whole WhatsApp group concept is the idea that women got together at some point because they were dissatisfied with, with you know, masculinity or the versions of men that they were experiencing, witnessing, seeing. And so they got together and said, hey, that's not good enough. Let's fight this. Let's do something about it. And out of that WhatsApp group came, you know, the movement feminism. Mm. Um, from a masculinity perspective, Daniel and I have varying, uh, I guess, varying opinions on what that looks like. Yeah. No, um, I have just one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have one as well. Yeah. And so for me, it really came down to the ability to enter the world of chaos. Um, and make an impact, make a difference. So that requires strength, courage, but it also requires vulnerability because you're dealing with a lot of stuff that is unknown, one of them being femininity, which we know very little about, but being able to enter that chaotic situation, um, confident in who you are, and just engage with it, even without being a master of it. So I kind of contextualised masculinity as being... People wanting to master something. As men, we want to master an area that we're comfortable mm. with. Um, and then when you're dealing with women, it's so uncomfortable because who the hell are these people? They're so different to us. Yeah. And so it can be easy to defer, to refer, to go back to what we're comfortable with, which is mastery. Um, mm. And I think masculinity requires a bit of vulnerability and tenderness. I think, that. yeah, that vulnerability is one we didn't see as... African boys growing up mm. because it was very like I grew up in an environment where my dad didn't cook, he didn't clean, I didn't see him. Every everything that had to go on in the house had to go through him. Uh, I don't know what it was like because you know as as migrant kids, I'm not sure what it was like in your households. But I we couldn't go into our dad's bedroom and just walk in there and out. You know, it's a knock or it's locked if they're not home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or so. We don't know what the dynamic was between mum and dad in that room, whether they discussed things and he was a little bit more vulnerable. But when he was outside and he was dealing with us, he was the disciplinarian. We knew him as the head of the house, all of that stuff. So that's the example we know, well, I know, mm. for being a man 
a husband, a father. And I would say it worked well because even though I didn't understand certain things when I was a kid, when I grew up, I understand why they did what they did. I understand the reactions that they had. I understand the construct that they had and how, why it worked so well to raise seven kids, you know, for, for a guy that was from the village to put seven kids through private school, fly them around the world and do all of that is, it's a big task, but it's one that you can't do without a strong woman next to you. So. And when you say vulnerability, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to unpack that. Okay. What 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 do you how do you think vulnerability is performed or, or experienced or how someone feels or knows that they're being vulnerable? Personally, I I I learned vulnerability from Gomez. From the, from, the, from the word that he said, he <laughs> wasn't part of my vocabulary before. I just only now learned how to spell it. But uh, you know, it's for me the understanding. I always thought, you know, that when you come together with a woman, you know, or a partner or whatever it is, that relations she she understands what she's supposed to bring to the table, you understand what you're supposed to bring to the table. If you come from the same culture, then I'm not the one teaching you what to do in this dynamic. The same way you're not teaching me what to do in this dynamic. I've been told what to do by the elders. You've been told what to do in the elders. And it's just a meeting of the minds now. Let's go. So that level of um, I'm supposed to come in here and now start to become vulnerable or understand mm. the level of vulnerability expected for me is not one that I know. I think it's something that you discuss based on the person you're with and then, you know, figure it out from there. But why do you ask that? Mm. Mm. Well I you ask that statement. because well for me it's important to have clarity on why we say what we say in a conversation and what we want to achieve. So if I come to you and I say, okay, I want to be vulnerable, already you have certain expectations and those expectations need to be managed, Mm. right? So if I come in and I perform what I believe is vulnerability and those expectations are not met, we're still at Square one, Mm. right? So for me, it's really about understanding, are we on the same page regarding what vulnerability is? Because you can feel like you have poured your heart out, if that's what vulnerability means to you. You can feel that you've expressed yourself, and the other person can look at you and say, well, that was cute. But... There was no value. <laughs> yeah. There was no value in this conversation. You didn't hit the Facebook. No. So, so, so that's why that's I right. So for you as an African migrant woman, mm. how does vulnerability play out in your engagements with migrant African men? Men. This is the question that yeah. I was Hey, go deeper. Hey. <laughs> go. <laughs> Um, Well, it plays out in terms of I've had to find myself, you know, you can't argue with feelings. You feel how you feel. If a person is angry, you tell them to calm down, they get angrier Mm. because you can't argue with feelings. We can talk about how you got to be angry and we can have a discussion around that. Mm -hmm. But I can't take away that you feel angry, right? And I'm learning now that as I'm getting older and dealing with African migrant men to articulate myself so that when we get to that point of someone is feeling a certain way, I can now say, okay, so culture has come into this. Mm -hmm. Um, Expectations of work life in Australia might have also come into this. Mm. Expectations of what they believe they should be that has come into it. Now, can I have a conversation around those aspects and what value can I bring to that? Instead of being, well, beep, beep, you ain't, 
you know, mm. I don't know if we can swear here. You can say whatever you want. We'll just say that you're to a few million people, but yeah, you just, it's a but very safe space. <laughs> All the beeps, <laughs> that's what I was living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. the only person that's come on here and beeped yourself, but we, we don't beep anyone. Well, I don't know. No, 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 hit it, hit it. Express so, yourself. You know, Express no, yourself. Like, Dude, you ain't shit, you know? like. Mm. And now we've got a conflict simply because so, we haven't understood each other. So he would, he would not be shit for doing not doing what. Well, okay. So it's it's scenarios. Mm. Um, I think if I was to like be reductionist about it, it's not understanding my needs or my point of view or what I desire from that from him. Okay. And it's rare instances where I might have not, you know, articulated it <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. We will yeah. interpret to those blank spaces. Yeah, what yeah, she yeah. Mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, wow. I can't count on my finger when that has ever happened. <laughs> That someone did not you're, you're, you're very explicit about your needs and requirements. Yes. And this is beyond at least three minutes. But look, <laughs> fair so enough. I, I think that's a good segue into what is it that women need? And what is it to be feminine woman? Mm. This might come to you. Dr. Muza. Dr. Muza, help us. I'm going to continue on her line of thought okay. mm-hmm. to answer the question about women, what women need, mm-hmm. and maybe thinking about in the context what African of what... women need? I, d- I think just generally. No, let's generalize. Th- I'm going general. to generalize here, yeah. and maybe more so, I think it's harder for African women to receive this than other women. And I'm going to c- try and pick up on what she's saying, as well as pick up on my experiences, and not knowing how happy I am and who I am and with who I'm with at the moment Mm -hmm. and thinking about what is it that makes me happy to be with this man. Mm -hmm. And I think what women need is communication. Uh Okay. I just, it's a question of you because you talked about being articulate, being able to express yourself. (laughs) And you also talked about vulnerability and what that means. So I think what would be good is if men were able to really clearly articulate and communicate their feelings. And I think I am happy in where I am in my relationship, who two of you in the room know, is because he is a very clear and effective communicator. Okay. In what way, though? Is he a vulnerable communicator or is he uh, uh, an authoritarian communicator? He's communicative about how he feels about particular situations. Mm-hmm. Um, he's communicative uh, verbally and um, in the way he acts mm-hmm. about how he feels about something. Okay. Um, I mean, there is that kind of, you know, you want to process a situation and then maybe a week later you, you hear yeah, about it. But eventually it, it will come out. Okay. And it's a question of can we sit down and can we talk about this? Okay. I, I can say from experience that your partner is a rare gem. And I connect with him a lot and I think it's because of what you've just described mm. um, he is he is how did I describe him to you in the car he's a gentle giant yeah 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 me too but uh, <laughs> 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 does that answer your question so do, do, define, define femininity for me do you want the dictionary definition I want the doctor's definition Dr. Muza. Hmm. That's a really hard one. Femininity is, it's for me, it's being a woman who's comfortable in your own skin, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think if you look at other definitions, it'll be like, oh, being kind, being gentle, being, being you know, accommodating to others, being compassionate, being mm-hmm. loving. But not all those things are the same to different women. So I think for a woman to say, this is who I am, I am proud of who I am, I am happy with who I am, and you know, no matter what anybody says to me, it's not going to discombobulate me, I think that's what 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 any entity is, I would say. Can you write that word down? But look, at, at the end of the day though, can I can I ask you know the the expectation of femininity that men have is all of those things you described. Um kind, compassionate, all of that stuff. And for a lot of us growing up, 
our dads would be, if you wanted that stuff, go to your mum. I have, I have a, a different version, man. by the way. Your dad wasn't a kind man? He was in the ways that he was meant to be kind. Not... But in, providing. Yeah, mm. providing and spending time with us when he, when, you know, when he had to and, and all of those things. But he wasn't like... Um, he was a nice man, but he was also the authoritarian in the house. He was the... The authoritarian or the authority? Both. Okay. Right? Because my mum would very often say, just wait until I tell your dad. Right? Or, I'm going to tell your dad. And you knew, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Shit's going down. This is about to hit the Be like, mum, please. Okay, <laughs> you do it. Not, don't tell him. Right? But also, we knew if she was going to do something, she'd say, well, I'll ask your dad and then we'll mm-hmm. let you know if that's the... That's the way to go about it. That's changed now. But it's changed in the diaspora, but it hasn't changed back in Africa. In the, the men who way. haven't left Africa still feel that way. And they still think that way. But for the most part, once you've come here and you've now started... Does your husband do the dishes? Yeah, he does. He does? He does. My man. That level of evolution is great. I look forward to that one day. But... <laughs> me this idea of masculinity and femininity is about expectations that people put and stereotypes that people put and then they expect you to act a certain way like i think there's femininity in the workplace so in the workplace you know this thing about a woman if she speaks up she's bossy you know instead of just being like okay she's actually just good at her job and she's just good at making decisions Mm. um because we have this stereotype and these expectations and i think it's high time we just said you know what we need to cast all things aside it's a completely different world and just accept people for they are you Femininity. Yes. What's mm. your take? Yes, Ruby. Well, for me, it's it's really about se- separating in some instances into the different boxes. So, like I've said before, there's male and female, mm. right? You're, when you're born, mm. it's either someone's male or female in terms of the sex. You got the wiggly bits or not? Yes, yes. Right. That's true. Well, it's well, well, that's a Or we can use a cable, right? Mm. So there's cables, they will have a female end and a male end, mm. right? But when one looks at a cable, no one is saying, oh, that cable exudes femininity, right? So mm. now when we get to the box of femininity, we're now talking about performance. We're talking about how, um, you know, when you're talking about authority, who's the authority in certain spaces? So for, in the kitchen, we'll assume, for the sake of stereotypes, women, you know, and, you know, who's going to talk about detergent? Oh, well, we expect mom to know more about which detergent to buy than Mm. dad, Mm. right? And then that's ascribed as a feminine thing to do, right? Uh, Labor, who gets to do which job? Mm -hmm. Um, If we're talking about uh, just general... It, for me, femininity is the adjectives that come around what we see as sexed as female or sexed as men. And then when we go to feminist, which is that... WhatsApp group. That WhatsApp group. Now we're talking about the politics, mm-hmm. right? And the politics of where these personal experiences have now become political, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And these things that are happening in the private have now come to the public sphere. And that's where I would put feminism and feminist. Now, how you perform your femininity. A man is very capable of performing femininity, right? There's entire industries dedicated to this, right? There are some women who are less feminine (coughs) than some men by whatever definitions we're using in terms mm. of stereotypes. So... Are you talking about like wearing pink t-shirts? Like the metrosexual... Whether wearing a pink t-shirt, breaking your wrist, heels, drag, whatever it is that you think is feminine. Mm. Um, that's a description. Sure. It's, it's, it's the performance of it. When you see a woman and she's not ticking those particular boxes, 
certain names start coming out, right? When you see a man and he's not ticking particular boxes, certain names start coming out. And that is where we get into, you know, how we view masculinity, how we view femininity. And then we insert that little spice called toxic. And mm. when things become toxic in that space, it's really about how people in their interactions with each other with the expectation that a man should be like this and a woman should be like this, that we get this gray area where we don't understand each other. So what are your expectations of a man? So I heard Musa say she expects communication as, as an essential quality. Mm. What, mm. what would you say your expectation is from, from men? Just beyond three minutes. Beyond three minutes? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Before we start beeping. Yeah. 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 Before we start beeping. Okay. Yeah. I have bills to pay. Yeah. Yeah. You get to two and a half, I got things to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, like, I grew up um, as an only girl in a house full of boys, as mm. the youngest girl five older brothers oh wow so i've got about six versions of what a man should be based from my father and my brothers right mm -hmm. the different mm -hmm. characteristics mm -hmm. right my mom i always like now i look back and i i continuously just am in awe because she had to deal with this level of testosterone mm. constantly <laughs> There was there was no sort of like break. It was and she, the person who she is, she's very much a tomboy. Like she's a tomboy mom. Like mm. oh, okay. she would be in the trees with the boys. If they wanted to start a band and they thought they were Jackson Five, she was out there, you know, directing and choreographing and, and being involved in boys' activities. I come along and it was like, what do I do with this? Ah. <laughs> Are you you're the youngest, is it? I'm the youngest. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just gotta be Janet. <laughs> and I you know, for many for many reasons I do believe I am. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> you can so, sing, you can dance. <laughs> you know? Um, and so my expectations of what a man should be is heavily clouded by what I grew up with. So, you know, all of my brothers went to the gym, you know, one was a bodybuilder. Okay, so I recognize that and it's a tick. Mm. Not necessarily do I think that's attractive, but I, I'm like, oh, I recognize as that's a guy thing to do. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, or, you know, tinkering around fixing stuff, just being a general, like noisy, having a presence, like, just being like men, like just huffing, mm -hmm. and you can just like there's a guy in the house and smelly, smelly, <laughs> you know, things like that, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> that's that's Daniel. Well, so we're, we're smelly in our we got rolling on, we on, yeah. But less of a man. The issue of feminine, well, feminine tasks. My mom was, you know, she was a drill sergeant. Everybody needed to know how to iron. Everybody needed to know how to clean dishes clean the house, do the garden equally. Um, oh, yeah, Zimbabwe thing. And, and it, it, well, you know, because things had to be done. She had so many kids under the age of whatever, and mm, things mm, had mm. to be done. So when I see a man saying, I don't do certain things, it scrambles my brain, because the most masculine men that I know, that I grew up with, could do it. So why can't you? Mm. Right, and so this is where what, culture what? and background becomes a little bit. What tribe are you? I'm Shana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look at his mind racing. I can <laughs> sense it. No, I can sense it. No, I. No, I can. I've met some Shanas, so it makes sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's fair. I, I think for for me, it's just I being the opposite of what you grew up. In I'm, I represent the opposite of that because my dad, you know, maybe four or five times I see him walk through the kitchen, right, to go outside. He never. He didn't know what the room was. Right. <laughs> but this is my father. Right? Where do I find a fork in this house? He's like, so. I, 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 I 
this thing bothers me around the, because I grew up like this. This mm. is how I am. You must no, 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 no. Me. That's not what I'm saying. No, okay, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that's what I know. It's of foreign. being a man. Mm-hmm. So every time I do this other stuff, I get this little voice in my head that says, "Why are you doing this stuff?" It's not that I don't do them. I cook. I clean. I can iron my own stuff. I wash my own clothes. I do whatever it is I need to do. You made me a good coffee. I make a good coffee, I do, you know, I can do, I, you know, I can pretty much do everything, right? But it's not how I grew up. Therefore, at this point in time, it makes me very uncomfortable. And there's a lot of Zambian women that will look at that and call you a weak man if you do it. So if I, if I lived mm. with them and if I was cooking or trying to clean or trying to li- take my plate back to the kitchen, she'd be looking at me like, what are you doing? It's because, the antithesis of yeah, what a man should Exactly. Be so from a cultural perspective, our women expect us to be strong and masculine in that mm-hmm. in, and not do all of this stuff. That's their role. And they get taught that by the grannies, the mums, the aunties, the whatnot, and that's what they do. Now, for every woman that says, well, they can do it too, there's a group of women that says, don't do it. Yes. The WhatsApp Which, group. Yeah, so that's a different WhatsApp group that says, <laughs> that says uh, yeah, no, we're not part of that. We're part of this one here where you, you come home from work, we give you a foot massage, we, give, we do all of this stuff for you, right? Every time I go to Zambia, I see that because that's what my brother has, that's what my uncle has, that's what anywhere I go. So for me, coming back here and having to deal in this environment, it's a conflict that happens where I'm thinking... Well, what did I do to myself? Why am I doing this? Right? And, and when I meet women, that's the thing. So when I meet a woman that says, well, you've got to do this too. For me, I get the same thing. I get the scramble in my head thinking, well, what happened to African women? So I, before I knew that, in, you know, the Shonas in Zimbabwe have, you know, all the guys do this. Well, I didn't okay. know that that was a thing. I thought this was normal, that, <laughs> that the women do what they do. Let me qualify that. Mm. Let me qualify that. You know, our, our family didn't exist in a vacuum. Yes. Right? It's a community, right? It's a community. Mm. And the expectations that you are talking about are, were still very prevalent mm-hmm. in that, you know, men, you know, you're expected to be able to do the heavy lifting mm. tasks and women, you're expected to be in the kitchen. Right? Mm. So it's not that, you know, somehow there was this utopia where this was, you know, happening in our household and it was all roses because that constantly was a conflict. It wasn't naturally accepted because you can see, oh, but the boy's next door. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this, and then you go into the workplace and, you know, my brothers would come back. Oh, well, you know, this is, I'm a man, you know, this is, and then... My mom would be like, out there in this house, we do this, mm-hmm. right? As the matriarch. Okay. So it's not to say that these identities were without conflict, but to say that within that conflict, I'm assuming as my brothers grew up, they had to make a decision of how they would perform their masculinity. Mm-hmm. Now, you can choose to say, okay, there's certain aspects of how I grew up that I reject. And there's, I do have some brothers who've decided, no, this, my wife in the kitchen, me, I don't see that place. Right? No, but what if you find a woman that wants to do that? And this is the second point that I'm, 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 I want to hit at, to say, it doesn't mean that the, I am, I'll use myself as an example. Mm. I'm a girly girl. Mm. Like, girly girl, I like doing girly things mm-hmm. but I'm what are, what are girly things like or what is prescribed as girly things look at her nails nails look done look at her face mm. makeup all okay. of that like I enjoy it mm-hmm. you know I really do enjoy it but I will go to a crossfit and lift some heavy shit and jump and do all of these things because I also enjoy that mm-hmm. now if an African man if I'm going to say a stereotypical mm. African man sees but this one, 
this one <coughs> she likes boxing so i better <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and then you see that, you know, and you can see oh, I better cook before you, she comes out. You know exactly, and you can see even in the gym, like an African guy will approach and he will, hi, <clears throat> hi, mm, yeah, you know, and then you're like, it, your high octave voice was fine. Mm. It was this. It's no problem. I got no problem with you. Do you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, don't. It, the fact that I can perform certain things is not the absence that now everything else that is, you know, identified as feminine is now absent. But it's perception. Though, but it's it? perception. Mm. And when, you know, to circle back to that issue of vulnerability. Now, mm. if you're going to be in a relationship with me and you have a problem with me going to the gym and lifting weights, mm. right? You're going to have to articulate that and say, well, this is the problem that I have and this is why I have this problem. Mm. But because it forms a part of the identity mm. of who I am, if I feel like that's something that's too overwhelming and yeah. too, too much of a challenge to overcome, how I deal with that is very important because I shouldn't challenge your masculinity. If I come to you and I say, well, just because you can't lift, yeah. You know. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the thing, right, guys? Do that's, you that's even lift? lift? Yeah, do you even do you, lift? Do you even lift? You know, right? My shoulders are bigger than yours. You know? And, that's a, <laughs> exactly. That's a problem. And that's where the problem is. And I'm, I'm just using the gym as, like, the example, but that's how I feel, at least, we get into these uncomfortable areas between men and women mm. because, one, there's no communication, and, two, the expectations which haven't been articulated, have not been met. Okay. So is can I ask from a, the ladies that are in the room, obviously, from a, from a migrant perspective, is submission from your side in terms of interactions with men, I mean, with partners, is it a thing of the past or is it still prevalent in your relationships? Is what? Submission. submission. You use such a strong term. Why can't we just use compromise or no? But the, we're, we're using the term as we know it. Then we can we can migrate to submit. That's the one. You know, submit reminds me of you know when you're getting married and then there's that line that says and you must obey your husband. Hmm. That's like that is my version of that's like submit and obey are on those same levels. Why is the word um, submit triggering for you? So. Mm. What, because what because it 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 paints a picture of a relationship of where one is more in power than the other, so one must submit to somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think and I know, and I guess generally speaking, relationships are all about power, and men men are supposed to have like more power than women. But I think in my relationship, it's an equity, it's a par. Okay, I don't think it's a submission to a person. It's a submission to the, your particular responsibility in that union. To the role. Yeah. So you're, even the man would be submitting to the stuff that he has to do. You know, last more than three minutes. Uh, what is it with you and three no, minutes? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, and provide. I'm going to something there right there. And provide and um, do all the other stuff. So right? we've got this combobulate. <laughs> yeah. Three minute man. <laughs> But look, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Okay. But then, you know, be all of those things. So he has to, because this other side doesn't happen if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. So there's there's everybody. But, but this thing of this, you're supposed to, okay, like I come from a different school of thought around mm. the idea. You make it seem like, okay, there's a list here. You, you do this, me, I do that. And then you, you tick your boxes here, I tick it. And I'm like, no, we're, we're together in this union. For this union to survive, we need to eat, we need to pay bills, we need to do this. Okay, mm. how do we divide and conquer? Fair enough. Let, bearing in mind that you know we have different physical traits that enable us to do things. So Franco does the load, mows the lawn because it's a, it's a much heavier task to do that. I mm. give it to him. Plus he can take his shirt off. <laughs> exactly, and I can do it at you and so I see. You know, so I don't. I, I I come from more like this. This is all that needs to happen for us to be productive and successful in life, and mm -hmm. then let's divide and conquer. Okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna present a version of femininity that we haven't spoken about because that's what I do. I'm the controversial one around here. Oh, so thought I was. Thank I, God. I I have the definition of femininity as this. So it's the ability for a woman to be two things, three things: inviting, open. And I want to use the word uh, lubricant, but I want to use that word metaphorically, okay? So what that means is, like I said last week in terms of masculinity, the man is designed to penetrate the chaos and fill it with, with kind of his masculinity. Mm. And I think the woman's role on the other side is to invite the man open enough for him to enter her chaos and be willing to be that lubricant space in which he can enter and be the masculine man. Okay. That sounded very, very... <laughs> that, that just sounded like other words to describe Sex. compassionate, yes. kind, <laughs> listening. Th those are just the same words that people use to but, like, you know what I was worried you were going to say about femininity, which mm -hmm. I think we should get onto because it's a big thing for me, uh -huh. is that if you do not have children, you are not feminine. No, nothing, nothing you, to do with that. But I, I thought you were going to go. No, but that's, a, that's the that's, African thought. Yes. That's the African trend. We, we, can, yeah. we, can, we can pick that up, but let's no, continue sure. on, 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 on Gomez's train of thought around inviting Oprah open and lubricant. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... So essentially what I'm saying is the ultimate goal for the union of masculine and feminine is in a, when, when truly masculine and feminine, sex is the ultimate conclusion of that, metaphorically speaking. No, but that happens anyway. It happens, but it's about satisfaction in that. So you're truly satisfied if you can do that as a man mm -hmm. without... Freaking out when she's not inviting, when she's not being open. Well, when not she's inviting not is there's a court case around <laughs> that. There's like something that. called consent. Consent. Yes. Can you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and again, I want to say so from men's perspective, we spoke about the biggest fear of man is not I will enter, but I won't be enough. And I think for the woman, the biggest fear is I'm not going to be seen. So there's something there's something about I can be inviting, but no one's going to come. Mm. Oh, I can open, but he won't satisfy me. Mm. Women worry about satisfying just as much. Like everyone wants a soft place to land Ooh. when you are yeah. in a relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the truth. Like, isn't that like? No, if, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if we are going to be in a relationship, and when I talk about vulnerability, mm -hmm. you know you must be able to be at the same level of vulnerability as I am. If I'm going to share with you a painful experience, mm. I expect the same. And I expect that we are going to build a trust together. Yes. That when I see that I have got your trust and you have got my trust, okay, the next obstacle that's going to come, I feel like we can deal with this. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're going to talk about the act of sex, like... For many women, and I'm well, I'm, in fact, I'll just speak for myself. Speak for yourself, girl. For myself, for me, myself, mm -hmm. me, Mina. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> me, where I am. <laughs> Mina on my own, right? Yes, the physical attributes of a man are very important, right? But once I've shared that vulnerability with him, mm -hmm. um, that aspect of the sex and the sexuality is heightened. And it it shows that I can trust you. So I can trust you with the most vulnerable position I can ever be in, mm -hmm. which is naked, akimbo, right? With you inside me. It, that is, that's the vulnerability, mm. but it's not something ah, that-, that Where is this going? No, but it's hurt. <laughs> But he's the one who's got to the Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm,
And we have protruding aspects that are designed to enter into, you know, the woman. And I think that's a metaphor for other things as well. But ultimately, between man and woman, the ultimate combination, combination of that is sex. That's very, to use your term, very reductionist. You're taking a biological concept and putting it across psychology, emotions, Correct. community, everything. Everything, yes. Process it. It's, it's a lot of work for three minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> that's why you have to go beyond three we minutes. We have to go but, beyond three minutes. For see, it. that's what I'm saying. It's the culmination of it is sex, but there's a whole lot involved before that. And I think that's why when, I, when women chase men, yeah, you know, which is the whole WhatsApp group, which is, I need a man. Man is not chasing me, so I'm going to take the role and I'm going to pursue men. There's something very emasculating. And even when a woman gets a man in that context, there is something very dissatisfying, I think, about that. So what, what about gay guys? Mm. Hey, we can't speak we, for we, those guys. We, we can get into that. <laughs> we can get into <laughs> that. How much time do we have? Yeah. But look... <laughs> Well, okay. Let's bring it back. Mm-hmm. All right. First of all, let's debunk the WhatsApp group, right? Oh yeah. Ooh. No, the, the, the WhatsApp group. The WhatsApp group. The, no, the WhatsApp. Oh, okay. Yeah. The WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm. From what I understand from the previous podcasters, there were women who sat together. <coughs> fact, I want to paraphrase. I don't want to get it. No, please go ahead. Women, go. women sat together, and one of them with, I don't know, some injection. And went to the gym. And well, no, one of them with an injection of testosterone, I believe the words were. Oh my God. Decided that this is not cutting it. Mm. And then the feminist movement happened. And it was, well, I'm working, and so why shouldn't I be paid? And I'm doing this, mm. and the man is doing that, and men need to understand that this isn't happening anymore. So just as a disclaimer, those were the words of Kome and they don't represent the voice. They don't represent the voice. I'm just paraphrasing here. Right. So that was us talking when there was no women present. (laughs) Why you gotta bring up old shit? (laughs) Well but it, it speaks it speaks to that in, that entire example speaks to how there is conflict or why there is conflict. Mm. So you as a group of women were knit nattering and agreeing. Whether it's the platform is a WhatsApp group or a high tea, I believe was mentioned. <laughs> there was some knit Oh, you didn't think this was going to come back? Oh my God. <laughs> no, we were, we were expecting it. But we were looking at the time and thinking we might have got away with we it. Was, I was looking at it. But <laughs> the WhatsApp group didn't come up. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. So. Okay, go for it. We're getting back to that point of reducing the experience of femininity mm. and women to a bunch of women doing this. And then assuming that there was a ubiquitous consensus on how this thing should happen. Hang on, hang on, so, hang on. Can you write down ubiquitous? Ubiquitous. But this is another thing. Apparently, that's complete segue. Women are attracted to men with good vocabulary. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. If you learn something that. today. Go on, What's up? Yeah. What's up? Sorus. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Look, I think. I, 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 so, but what my point is to say, what, yes. what, what has created this point, or how have we come to this point mm-hmm. where the feminine the femininity and the feminism have all mashed together. Okay. Right? I think it's a lack of understanding from a guy's perspective mm. of how this whole came about. Because from our side, we never had a conversation about anything changed. We 
were happy with the way things were. Well, and then all of a sudden things have changed because none of our elders have said, oh, you need to be a little bit more this or things are changing, times have come across and this well, is happening. I want so, to say point of order. And then none of the women that I know that are older than the generation that I'm in now have told me that I need to do that. I think the they're also struggling with children? the fact that, yes, I'm also they're also struggling with the fact that the girls are not doing what they were supposed to be doing or what they've taught them to do this whole time. So there's a Western influence in everything we do as Africans these days, mm. which has caused a balance that was there based on the roles provided from each side to go awry. You have the floor, Musa. Mm. No, no, you go. Okay. You're, you're doing a good job of representing all of us. <laughs> all of, all of all us. Six point something billion okay. migrants across okay. the world. Okay, so if we look at this notion of all of a sudden, well, that's your bad because things were happening mm. and perhaps men were not we aware. Privy. We weren't privy to it. We are no, never no, aware I, I don't of this believe, stuff. I don't believe that it was an issue of privy. Why I say this? If we're looking at African culture and Western culture, mm. which I believe are all fantasies, that's a conversation for another day, but mm. how these um, identities mm -hmm. have come about, the way the world has between your great-grandfather's generation and our generation mm -hmm. and the next generation, it is so meshed together with other influences that we can't say, well, this is African and this is, because the areas that are so gray in there come into play. If we look at the role of women and the African history of the role of women, women were in very powerful authoritarian positions. Where? In many cultures. So for example, in my culture, right, uh, we talk about, um, I don't know if you've heard Mbuyanehanda, right? She, she, this There was a lady called Mbuyanehanda. Okay, is, is Zimbabwe a maternal or paternal? It's a paternal. Okay. It's a paternal. It works with your, your father's lineage, mm. right? And she uh, led uh, a liberation struggle, mm -hmm. right? And she was elevated and seen as someone who is almost spiritual, in the way that she could lead men. Now, if we were to really remove the spirituality about it, and we were to really look at it, we could also argue, well, it was a woman who had gumption to say, there's an injustice that's happening because of colonization, and mm. I want to fight. But is and that cultural, or is that? That is, but it's, an is. it's part of African culture, right? It's part of our cultural history. Mm. And we have even, if we look throughout Africa, we can probably find more examples of yeah, women. Are. No, there are a lot of examples of, 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 of women in, in, in leadership positions. But it didn't take away from their femininity. No, no, no. What would they because like they were home? still, that's what I'm about to say. Mm. Because they, we're not saying, see, I have my sister, very high position. My sister-in-law, very high position, working in the UN and doing they come home mm -hmm. and they just do what they do. What happens when they get home? That's what I'm really this is, curious This is about. the thing. It's like it's the the yes. roles have not changed just and because she does that. And when she comes home, is she gets the choice the of tenge. what you want to do mm -hmm. when you get home. Yeah. That that is what feminism is about. Mm. If you want to wash the dishes, go girl, go here wash the dishes. Mm. Ain't nobody saying nothing to you. Mm. If you want to tell your man to wash the dishes, go ahead girl, do that. The question is when the choice is removed, mm. that is where the conflict comes in. Okay, right? so now men have to make a choice that they never had to make before. No, when mm -hmm. men have to acknowledge that someone else has choice. Mm. This is where the problem yes. is. But your like choice that. takes away our choice. It doesn't take away I our choice. I do like that. I do like I that. Li I like that. Well, Which I think that's the key message. That, that is brilliant, but I think that requires, and what you're saying, Daniel, is correct, because that then requires you to step out of your comfort zone, mm. which is the V word. Yeah. So I have no choice at that point but to step out of my oh, comfort you, zone. Oh, you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. You, you have a choice. Stay. No, not if I don't want the relationship to yeah. continue Correct. in harmony. Right? But that's the Correct. thing. Correct. So but there's still a choice. Hmm? There's still yeah. a choice. 
there is no choice if if this is the person I want to be with. I just have to eat that. Two roads diverge, and I chose the one less traveled by. Yeah, but that that <laughs> that, that less traveled road is 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 one that I have now no choice but to take with you, and then. All of this is going to ensue, but which is the level of vulnerability now. That but that's where communication comes in. Mm. So if you choose to say, I'm taking a particular path, now we've got to communicate. Mm-hmm. What are the expectations now that we're on this road? Help me understand what you need. You need to understand what I need. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about soft places to land. That's the relationship. If someone, look, women can be narcissistic. It's true. I've mm-hmm. seen a few. Oh, yeah. Can you? I, I, I know. This, yeah, but I this is exactly where I was going I, next. I just, mm. I just want to put it out there. There's you a few read of Daniel's mind. Out there who can be narcissistic. <laughs> She's a bit narky, right? Yeah. And if someone is so self absorbed mm-hmm. to the point of A, manipulating or not being able to see that there is another person involved in the relationship, it's your bad if you decide to stay with that person. Right? Because there is a choice. Mm, mm, mm. There is a choice. If that person is uncompromising to to the point where the value of who you are is challenged and belittled, the question is, is that the right person for you? But the value, though, that that based on the way we were raised and, and who we are now, the value has been diminishing from what we were doing previously mm. to what it is now. Now the lines are completely blurred on what you're supposed to do. So, but if it's from one person to something the, else is filling that void, no? Yes, confusion. Side checks. So now, but the thing is, <laughs> no, but side checks are real. It's ambient. Do you believe that culture is static? That even African culture or Western culture from the beginning of time has remained the same. I'll, I'll be controversial in saying there is no culture in the West. And then our culture uh-huh. is everybody doing the same thing across a country, but, a but region. They it, has all... ne- it has never changed. So the first guy there's, there's in... An, no, no, no. There's an evolution of culture based on wealth, right? The people in the village still do the same thing. When you move out you have access to certain things and parents become a little bit, but they still want you to follow the values that have been set by where they've come from. We have got to a point where now what we want is language. And it is cool to be African these days, right? It never used to be, but these days Afro beats and all this, it's, it's now awesome. It's always been cool, man. Nah. But <laughs> but then we've got to a point now where everything is kind of morphing into a lot more Western influenced than an evolution of our culture based on uh, values or results, right? So the things that happen in the Western world, we have no idea what that translates to 20 years from now. I'm but we're picking them up. Can, throw I, can I ask a question? Sure. What is a value to you? You said you've got up, you've been brought up with certain values, and washing dishes and and mowing the lawn, those are not values. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, I'm what, not what, saying that as no, a value, no, no, but, but what, I'm saying what that is, as culture. What is a value to you? Well, I'll put it in in the context of of uh, gems that my father has taught me that yield positive results for what my goals are in the future. Right. So those values are based on a system set by my grandfather, his grandfather, right? Work hard, uh, look after your family, provide a level of responsibility and provision, do all of that stuff and make sure that they have a work ethic, do all of that stuff and then keep it moving. Legacy. Now, the mo- morality that comes with that is what we lose in this Western construct is a level of morality from an African perspective. Now, certain little things... No, but it's true. Nobody said nothing. Yeah. No, but, but, but then, you know, you have those things that we lose because we see all of this stuff. I mean, I know back home 
the uh, there's a certain way that that, that women dress and, and and a certain way that women dress here. No. <laughs> can I can I can I can I please? The reason why I was asking about values is because you're like we come here or over time our values are diminishing. Yes. And I don't think you and I was, I was trying to understand what he means by values. So if value is about responsibility, work hard, having a work ethic. Mm-hmm. Those values are constant. The context mm-hmm. might change. You will always be responsible. Maybe no. the context of responsibility will change, but you will, that is a value that you remain true to no matter where you are, whether it's back in Africa or back in here. If a value is about being trustworthy, about being honest, yeah, those, you, those, those, are, are, those are the things, they're constant. The way we engage with women or in this migrant society, hmm. the context is different, but the value is still the same. A value of being open and being informed about the choices and the decisions that you make. So I don't see how you're, how coming here is eroding or diminishing values. I'll explain it in a way that... So coming here, and if you're raising children here, there's certain things you can say to them, certain things you can do that are not... You can't... That we did back home, but you can't say here. You can't... It just given. Yeah, you can't... You, this example, you'll be arrested. <laughs> exactly, right? This is what I'm saying. But the results of this restriction is not a positive one right let's look at the depression and suicide rates and all of this stuff that exists here compared to our construct are you talking about smacking kids it's the no but it's the level of communication you can have with a kid so you can't put pressure on a child you can't tell them they need to bring good grades home they need to do that because that's seen that's deemed as you're putting pressure on him and he's going to have issues from from the mental issues or whatever it is right? okay so we're, we're running out of time so i want to bring it back to femininity and i want to get you guys to summarize yeah what what's what's your takeaway Musa? what is it to be feminine and how does that interact with masculinity not very well <laughs> no i, I what is my takeaway it's such a big subject but i think mm. for me I hate this thing that it's about opposites, that we must think about one way and then the other thing must be in the complete opposite to it, the mm-hmm. way you described it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I, biologically, yes, it has to work for reproductive purposes mm-hmm. for it to be opposite. But in the way we live in this world, the way we communicate, the way mm-hmm. we are with each other, it's about thinking about what is the what sets us up for the best success and how do we work together to make this happen. That's, sure. that's kind of how I look at it. Cool. Ruby? Um, For me, femininity does not mean the absence of masculinity. Tell us what it does mean. It means you can be a woman and, you know, well, sexed woman and perform things that can be masculine or feminine. And there shouldn't really be a problem about that. It's just really about how you yourself want to identify yourself it's I, I there's so many layers to it that like what Musa is saying that you know we can't put it into a capsule um, it's just yeah it's just how you choose to express yourself is femininity mm. okay I, I think it's important as well to say this because we keep coming up with this all the time every topic we bring up people kind of go why don't you talk about this side of things why don't you bring up this aspect and i think it's a massive topic like you said muza Mm. um and we're just really starting the conversation touching the surface um there's a lot more we could say about it but yeah daniel yeah i think it's it's (laughs) what what are you taking away from it i'm taking away from it that there's a obviously a level of communication that can be had and the modern day man has to learn to be a little bit more communicative, if that's a word. Uh, it and, is now. And be able to, to understand and also provide a level of vulnerability to the relationship that will provide uh, a soft landing for, for, <laughs> <laughs> so like for pretty much everyone. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a point where I think a lot of us need to, need to evolve and start to to start thinking a little bit more outside the box in order for the union to be more fruitful. But that doesn't mean that I don't stand where I stand 
and uh, mm. I'm I'm ready yeah. to evolve. When we get off this, I'm curious about how you're bringing up your children. <laughs> yeah, well, there's many things <laughs> that we need to discuss. <laughs> Just as a way of closing, um, for the ladies, can a man be feminine and can a woman be masculine? Yes. Absolutely depends on how you define it, but yeah. Cool. There you go. Take us out. There you go. <laughs> well, being apparently being uh, feminine is okay, so uh, we'll just take it from there. This was episode eight of Voice, the voice of the international community experience. We spoke femininity today. It was a very interesting topic, uh, a lot of learnings, um, and I'm pretty sure we have to do this again so that we can get more of the information out there to the people. Thank you so much and catch you next time. Peace. Thank you for having us.